Hi, I'm Nathaniel and I'm an Acorn organiser based in Oxford. Today I'm heading up to the Houses of Parliament for the Renters Reform Coalition Day of Action. Here in the UK, many people, nearly 13 million, live in privately rented accommodation. And that means that they have to pay to live in a house owned by another individual or business. The owners of these properties are still known as landlords, as they have been for many hundreds of years. And as the owners, they have a great deal of power over the properties and their occupants. Many people cannot afford the large amounts of money required to buy a house, and so instead, they have to rent. At the moment, the laws to protect tenants are not very strong, and this is bad for the tenants, who can be evicted at short notice, often live in very poor quality homes, and are forced to pay huge amounts of money in rent to their landlord. Even if you have paid for the house twice over in the rent that you've paid while you've stayed there, they can decide at almost any point to evict you with no more than two months notice for you to find another home. This kind of eviction is one of the main causes of homelessness in the UK. Nearly four years ago, the ruling political party promised a new law which would protect renters from this kind of eviction and mean that private renters were safer and more secure in their homes. At long last, the so-called Renters Reform Bill is finally set to go through Parliament, but we are worried that it will become so watered down in the process that it won't really make a difference to the millions of private renters in the country. That's why nearly 200 ACOL members have come to the Houses of Parliament today, alongside other members of the Renters Reform Coalition, to demand a strong new law that will protect us from bad landlords. I'll be speaking to ACOL members today about their experiences private renting, why they're here today, and about how we as ACORN are actually going to put the pressure on the people in Parliament to get this law passed in a way that actually makes a difference to our lives. First up, I spoke to Maisie from Southend. My name is Maisie. I'm the Secretary of Southend ACORN's local group. Um, we established ourselves around June or July of the last year, and we've been slowly making some big progress in organising Southend. Nice one. Yeah, have you been a private renter? And if so, what's that been like? I have been a private renter. I've had previous experiences. I had one landlord, she's quite nice, but then also she wasn't really clear of what she wanted from us. And sometimes her communication was a bit poor. But then I've had other landlords who have tried to do housing visits whilst we were isolating with COVID because they assumed that we were home for the Christmas holidays and so weren't going to be in the house. So they were just going to enter the property and try to do viewings when we weren't there, which happened more than once, which is unbelievable. They weren't responding for repairs until one of my housemates, Dad, who is a big fancy lawyer, phoned up the office to be like, excuse me, it's been six months. My son's room is still from the damp. Yeah. Why, why have you not fixed this? Like, mm. he's, got, he's got chest infections every single day. They'd be like repeatingly coming back chest infections, which is a bit... It's not fair, it's a bit ridiculous. And also things like not getting our deposits back for silly reasons, or they'll find ways of letting the deposit certificate expire. So then you can't dispute it after the 90 days have ended. And that way you don't get your money back, even if because they refuse to answer the emails, then you yeah. can't dispute it. And then they can just wait for it to expire. And then obviously they get to keep 250 plus pounds, which Again, it's just it's, it's theft at that point yeah. that you're taking that from people, especially if you're charging them rent as well and then do everything else on top of it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pure exploitation. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah, it's such a... Yeah, do you want, what, what, what is the sort of dynamic there? Like, there's, there's people who own property and they can charge money for people to live in it and there's people who don't own property and they need to pay that money 
to have a house to live in like what what does that mean for for us as like people that don't own property we're basically the mercy of someone else's goodwill and it seems at the moment there's not a lot of goodwill going around people don't want to share people would rather be exploiting others instead of kind of recognizing that we've all got this a common need to be lived to be housed and to be safe and to be living in safe conditions and that doesn't seem to be applying it seems to be those with the property are allowed to have nice happy lives and everyone else has to suffer and basically begs them for an opportunity to stay in the houses because as just as we've seen in a lot of places like london and dublin that properties just aren't available so you've got 50 plus people trying to view one house it becomes a bidding war for those who are able to afford mm that house and there's no guarantee it's going to be a good house yeah. or have nice conditions like you're not yeah. fighting over say a mcmansion or whatever yeah. you're having to fight over the worst two bed you've ever seen yeah so yeah it's, it's kind of this like monopoly system mm. uh, except in monopoly at least you get opportunity to roll the dice and get things back but i think without acorn people have just been left to just be exploited and mm. be at this mercy of other people's goodwill yeah absolutely what do we stand to win today with the renters reform bill yeah what do we stand to win how if we pass that in the way that we're campaigning for what will what kind of impact will that have on us that don't own property and have to rent well firstly i think a very important aspect of that is no fault evictions will be ended but also that there'll be a registry of properties in the uk whether they've got their gas certificates are they up to date are they actually licensed you know, they've got all the correct conditions that they need to be in a habitable property because currently a lot of the regulation is down to councils. However, they don't have the funding to have enough housing officers to make sure that all the HMOs are actually licensed, all the houses in a landlord licensing area are landlord licensed. And because they don't have those means or the ability to actually regulate it at all, it's kind of, it's kind of the wild west out there and trying to get a property. Whereas having that, for example, that central register means that there must that there's involvement from government in ensuring that councils have got what they need in order to enforce and keep make sure these regulations in the houses are effective. That's brilliant. Yeah. What have we been doing today to make sure that that actually happens? And yeah, how's it been? So we've been chatting to MPs today, and those whose MPs have not appeared, we've been going to try to chat to MPs of different constituencies and making sure that they understand from a renter's perspective why exactly we need these reforms because. A lot of the, a lot of people in Parliament can be quite removed from the general, general everyday of people's lives. It's unless they go to their surgeries, but that's only once a week, and they might not have housing issues, or people might not feel able to go talk to them about these those situations anyway. So actually going to them at Parliament means they can't escape and disappear and make reasons why they can't see you, and you're actually going to have a face-to-face -face conversation with someone about the the real issues that so many people around the country are experiencing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Brilliant. Yeah. Any highlights from the day? has got to be that last hour we spent talking to the housing minister. I think that was certainly quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you want to tell us quickly, like, so who is the housing minister? I've actually forgotten her name. Yeah, I can't um, remember her name. There is a housing minister, yeah. for those who are listening at home, and she's just been put into the position, but she's kind of trying to work out, I guess, the different sides of the argument for people. So she's not coming down vehemently against landlords, but she did she did make a point of obviously it is not all landlords so she recognizes there are a lot of bad ones but hopefully she'll be able to understand for a lot from our perspective about exactly just exactly the issues that we're going through and trying to, trying to find safe secure housing 
and how difficult it is to actually get on the housing market. But I think there were some aspects that are somewhat out of touch because she said that she was still a private renter, but that's actually just her second home flat that Parliament pays for. So she is technically a private renter, but it's not the conditions that we have to experience, for example. And there seems like a certain level of irony of telling people that you live in a house paid for by the government whilst those exact same people can't get housing benefit. <laughs> and housing benefit has been capped since 2019. So I think it was an interesting discussion for people that was had. And yeah, I think the person who shared it did pretty well as well. That was such a good point from Maisie there. Yeah, our well-being as private renters should not be dependent on the goodwill of a landlord. Next up, I'll be speaking to Jay from Bradford. My name is Jay. I'm from the Acorn and Bradford branch. I've been with them for about a year now. And so far, we've had many successes from fixing asbestos in housing, housing blocks to fixing windows that were leaking, leaking in water from every angle. And it's been very impressive. Very happy with the results of direct action. Yeah, so do you want to tell us if you've had, like, about any issues you've had private renting, like, any, like, standout experiences? For me, I've had many experiences with landlords as soon as I was out on my own and with my friends. From illegal intrusion to the property without the landlord mentioning that they were going to come and actually confiscating items from our property to the electrical sockets being rigged up to the, I think, a street lamp outside. Oh, my God. <laughs> and apparently they had a tenant that was living in that condition for 10 years without a boiler, so no hot water, wow. no insulation in the house, so freezing. The windows around the edges weren't sealed, so there's, like, water coming inside when it rains. And gutters, the gutters are not fixed, so the drip that comes down to the sill actually comes in as well. And it's rotted all the window board and it allowed for mold to spread around the house. That's, that's terrible. Like how, why, like, how do you think they got away with that for so long? I think that they got away with it because they've gone unchecked by the council. And in general, they just, they see that People make no complaints probably because they're afraid of what the landlord might do, like like a Section 21 eviction. Oh, if you're going to complain, then you're out. If you're going to complain, then I might, might just sell the property. Because we know that they buy these properties quite cheap on the market, and now that prices have gone up, they can just sell it for a quite high profit margin. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point about the Section 21s because that's like a big reason that we're we're here today doing the day of action, isn't it? Like, what do you think then could be done like in this bill to make sure that people aren't, you know, under threat of eviction just for like bringing up issues with repairs and like landlord misconduct? Then? Well, I think that if this bill is passed, that with the, uh, I guess, raising, con like bringing up consequences for landlords instead of just them being reminded to do what's right, then they will be, they will have their hand forced to do the right thing. It should be illegal for these things to happen, not just bad, pr considered bad practice. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It shouldn't just be like relying on the goodwill mm. of the landlord to sort of do what's right, right? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, how are we then as Acorn? How are we going to make that happen? How are we going to get this passed in Parliament? To pass it in Parliament, I guess the best thing, the best thing, as far as we can go with Parliament is like constantly keeping the pressure on politicians but can also continue with our direct action to show people what's available to them here and now in a material way. And so that they will also keep the, they in turn will also keep the pressure on parliament because it's gonna get to a point where everybody is at them and they're gonna be up to the necks in complaints. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, like there's like these two avenues in there. There's like, we want these laws to change so that it's not happening in the first place. Mm. But on the other hand, there is, it is happening here and now, like you've been through it. Probably every other ACORN member's been through it. There's oh, 13 yeah, private million private renters in the UK who are all at risk of like, you know, they could get a section 21 tomorrow and be out in two months. Like The so. way I see it is that the people, the working class are the majority. The people are represent 80% of all of the whole country who are not landlords. There's only 20% of the country which are landlords and it's them who have the power right now. It should be the 80% that hold the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. So how do you think, what do you think about this bill then in terms of like how it's gonna change that, change that? Like what, what do you think will change if the bill passes in the way that we want it to? I think that if the bill passes in the way we want it to, then landlords will be, I can only put it simply, as they will be afraid to break any of these laws. They'll be afraid to get rid of people for reasons such as selling the property. And frankly, I believe that that's the way it should be. Jay's laying it out really clearly there. Like, they might have the money and the property, but there's a lot more of us than there are of them. Next up, we've got Cherry from York. Yeah, so my name's Cherry. I joined Acorn in May last year uh, in York. That's North Yorkshire. I've been chair since January this year. So it's not a very large one at the minute. I think we've got 70, 76 members. So we're not more of a group. It's going to run through, I suppose. But we've got some really good members who turn up to turn up to actions and stuff. Everyone's quite committed. It's nice to see, actually. I was, I was at a rally, actually, in, in Leeds for... It was the May Day rally, and I went, met one of the organisers in Bradford, um, and he told me about Acorn, and I'd never heard of it before, and I was like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Where do I sign up? Sign me right... Yeah, so, so I signed up, signed up there, and then, yeah, and then started going to meetings and stuff and getting involved with York. Oh, that's great. That's great. You, we were chatting a little bit earlier and you, you've been a private renter as well, right? Okay. So do you want to tell us like, I don't know, do you have any stories of like the sort of show, like the state of private renting at the moment in the UK, like a good example story of like what, um, what people go through as private renters? Yeah, I mean, the, the first rented house, I mean, so, yeah, so I think this was 2018, I was renting with my partner and the, the house was really damp. But well, we went to go see it in April, so it wasn't, we weren't aware that it was damp. But in winter, like the walls were black. Like it was really bad. Like, the walls were black. What yeah, like in some places the walls were black. The bathroom was an absolute nightmare. Some of the, and I've got asthma. Mm. 
and the landlord really difficult to get hold of. So I said my name and just I wasn't aggressive or pointing things. I was just saying, you know, I've seen quite a lot of mould, um, and we tried to sort of remedy it, but we're struggling. And you know, I've got asthma. Is there anything that you can think that we can do to sort of remedy the situation? And he was really aggressive. He pointed out that he's followed the law and it was nothing to do with him, even though you know, parents live there. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, he was on holiday in Spain, and he thought, and he was really fronted that you know, I dared yeah. to email the man that I'm paying money for every month. Because yeah, how yeah. the house affected my health. Told us to open the doors and put a dehumidifier on. Like in the middle of winter. Middle of winter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So, uh, and then the the property that I rent now from, like it was January to August last year, and I have a boiler, so I was using my friend's shower, which was. Uh, you were using your from friend, January to how long? August. You were using your friend's shower. I've never heated hot water, so that was. I mean, the landlord did bring around like a little heater, so I wasn't freezing, but I mean, it's not ideal to be using your mate's shower, is it? Yeah. Uh, that was for six months, and it was going to actually, because the day that I was going to ask, sort of discuss this with Akon, and say, actually, can we take this on? Because this is a bit beyond a joke now. He actually phoned me and said, I've got someone coming out this week, and I was like, did you? I don't know if I'd maybe give something away, but I thought <laughs> that was. But was it, I mean, it, it's the whole addiction thing, isn't it? Because I was, uh, my long, I don't have much contact with my landlord. I put my rent on time, and the rent's fairly cheap where I live, so I try not to bother him too much. Uh, and it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, the, the section 21's like, I know quite a few people that they're worried about rocking the boat because they think, oh, well, if. Yeah, yeah. If, 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 but I mean, really, you're just contacting your landlord about central repairs, and it is a legal right to have hot water and rent property, but I'm, you know, you're still worried, aren't you? Well, what if I get evicted? I think, is it two months notice at the minute? Yeah, that's, that's all not, they have to give you, yeah. That's not enough. It's almost six months to find anything in York, because in York, the, the price of properties are so high, the cost of living is, it's a lot higher than, say, Leeds or Sheffield or Bradford, like for Yorkshire, it's really expensive. Mm. So it took me a long time just, just, just well, trying somewhere that I, I, I could afford. Yeah. And I've got pests, so I'm not like another layer of where I kind of live. Yeah. And so, so for four months, what, what were you doing for four months? Uh, living with Mike, right, with Flo, and we were living together, and I was just oh. looking for somewhere. It, was that, it, it, was, it wasn't pleasant, but it was, I was like, oh, maybe back in with my parents, and I, as an adult, you don't want to do that, do you? Yeah. And that was another city, and of course, my job was in York, so it was, you know, that, not ideal. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so. such a good example of the situation, <laughs> you know, but so, yeah, you want to, so often our, our homes as private renters, you know, they're not up to a moral standard and sometimes not even a legal standard in terms of like the quality of repairs and, you know, not even having hot water, that's like a legal requirement, yeah. but you felt too afraid to actually ask them to sort that out. You were still paying them for the privilege of living there. And they, yeah, because you know that they can, at the end of the day, they can just kick you out with two months' notice. And that ended up happening anyway. And yeah, it's one of the leading causes of homelessness in the country at the moment, isn't it? Like a no-fault Section 21 eviction. Just, you know, for no reason at all, even if you've been an absolute model tenant, never kicked up a fuss, or if you've dared to ask for your legal right or something like that. Yeah, and it's really, it's just something what we want is, you know, like this, this 
Sorry. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it, isn't it? It's some sort of the, the tagline we've been using, isn't it? Like safe, secure home is yeah. a foundation for a happy, healthy life. Like yeah. we know that to be true. Can't, it sort of affects your whole life, doesn't it? I sort of feel, you know, when sort of all this was going on and stuff, and it, it sort of it does worry you because you feel like you sort of well, your home is at stake. So you're not going to work. I mean. You're going to work and you're thinking, well, the fact they've got to go like, whole house is kind of like not fantastic in the middle of but as well, you know, worrying about what's going to happen. Am I going to have sort of, am I going to have to start looking for somewhere to live? What, what's going to happen with that? What's going to go on? And it affects other areas of your life because you're stressed as well. It affects your work, you know, performance at work and like your personal relationships and stuff and physical health as well, you know, like stress has a big effect and all that stuff. So it does, so they just need to, they need to get rid of the, the section, the section 21, because yeah. it, it really does affect people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems like that's one of the most important things that we can get out of this yeah. this bill at the moment. Do you think that the people in power in the government right now, do you think they want to put through that protection for private renters? It doesn't seem to be their priority. I don't think, from what I've seen, they don't seem interested in in helping people in private range accommodation, which are usually working class people, students, young people. Those are the groups of people the government seem not too inclined to help. So, I mean, we all want these bills to go through, but I don't really have any trust yeah. in the current government, yeah. unfortunately. Well, that's sort of why we're here today, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. like, do you want to tell us a little bit about what, what's been going on today, you know? how many people have come, who's come, what are we doing? Chat a bit about that. Uh, yeah, so uh, so, the, so we're here today with the Renters Reform Coalition. So basically we're trying to get this bill through Parliament, which, so an end to Section 21 evictions, we're trying to, I guess, nervously address the power imbalance uh, between landlords and tenants. As a tenant, you don't, you don't really have many rights, you don't, there's not much recourse for you if you're landlords, even if you're within your rights to ask questions or ask them to do things. There's sort of no recourse for you if they say, well, actually, that's a bit inconvenient for me. And then, yeah, just, yeah, just addressing the power imbalance really and giving people more control and with it, safety and security, everyone deserves to live in it it's just a bit embarrassing isn't it the richest country in the world yeah. talking about people saying oh, i don't have any heating uh, we have a case i'm going to do it where we have a tenant with no hot water and the washrooms you yeah. know for a moment wall and stuff that should be happening in britain like it's not yeah yeah actual mushrooms growing out of yeah yeah crazy and have, you, have you had that in the house you've lived in, or is that um, a member? That's one of our, so one of our members. Yeah. Thinks we haven't got it at the moment. Uh, I'm not, they haven't even got the photograph. That's we're, crazy. We're, we're still fighting for the photograph, and also now compensation for the, you know, emotional distress and aggravation of physical health. That's obviously eight mushrooms, no heating, state of the property when they first moved in. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's the kind of case we've won like a thousand times over, and I'm sure you will. Mm. How today? How many ACOR members have come down to London and what have we been doing to actually get the government to take some notice and like show them they've got to pass this, this bill in, the, in, in, in a strong form? Uh, so there was 
a lot of us, I couldn't happen to say exactly the number on it before. Members from Bristol, Oxford, York, Leeds, Manchester, Bradford, Bristol, Newcastle, uh, and obviously Fed South as well, Bristol, the Bristol and Brighton, sort of up and down the country. So today what people have been doing, so there's been workshops and talks and things going on and, and we do currently have the, the housing minister to talk there and people have been going to Westminster to speak with their MPs to support this uh, throughout the day. Unfortunately, I couldn't. Rachel wasn't on there. RMP Rachel Maskell. Really, uh, Rachel Maskell. Rachel Maskell. Rachel Maskell. Yeah, we yeah. go to Westminster, but she wasn't on the list. But hopefully, I can email her and contact her. Yeah. And ask her about it. Yeah, there'll be a follow-up. Yeah. yeah there will be a yeah. follow-up email. <laughs> yeah. That, that, what's the atmosphere been like today? How have you felt about it? Uh, yeah, it's really positive. It's really nice to see so many, so many people come together for a common cause, and I think the sort of is a feeling that this is going to go through and things will improve, and it needs to. Uh, I feel like it should have happened before now, but yeah, yeah, I think it's really positive. So hopefully things will, things will, yeah, yeah, <laughs> go in the right direction. Yeah, because we've been waiting for this bill to come through for for four four years ago. They promised yeah. it. Yeah, and it's been, been a long time wide. coming, even then. Yeah, yeah. It's long overdue. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get the right decision. Why do you think you know? Obviously, MPs there are elected. The idea is there are elected representatives. We the people vote for them. And they're meant to have our interests at heart, and you know, put that through Parliament. But it's it doesn't really seem that way at the moment. Like things are getting worse and worse for like working class, lower income people in this country mm-hmm. over the past fifteen years to a, the point we're in now, which is is really, you know, a cost of living crisis is what it's being called in the newspapers. Like because all the costs are going up extremely high, rents are skyrocketing, bills, council tax the cost of food, everything's going up. And the government isn't really taking much action. So what, why do you think they aren't, that why, do, why aren't they looking after our interests? And why is it so important that we, we do something to actually make them? Well, I think, I think our current government, they, they seem to be interested in protecting the interests of a very few. And let's be fair, it's like Reese Morgan, which is doing that. You know, the pandemic and the cost of living crisis and all these other things that have been going on has actually benefited them. A lot, some, some people have made a lot of money during the crisis. So I think what the strikes down the country have shown is that the government, do, they, they're not going to help unless they're put into a position where they feel that they have to. I think that collective action and collective bargaining are the only tools we have left as a working class. It's the only thing that really we can use um, with the government who isn't interested in listening or helping us. And I don't think they are. I think they've shown that, you know, the last, the last 10 years. That's absolutely it. It's actually up to us to make them listen. And that's why we've been here today. And I think we've gone a long way to achieving that. Next up, we've got Michael here from Southwark. Yeah, so my name is Michael. I'm the ACORN Southwark Secretary. I've been an ACORN member about six years. I got involved in Bristol quite a few years back. Yeah. But then I'm from South London, moved back, and for a long time, as it just didn't exist in London. And I mean, what we right now in Southwark, we're seeing really, really massive rent increases. Everyone, we've had a few members of the houses 
bid, bidding wars for every place they go for. You know, you'll, you'll walk around with four different other lots of people for a pokey flat that's really overpriced. God. So we've seen, yeah, real massive people really, really desperate for decent housing. And yeah, the standard and the quality is just not there. And really having to compete for that, what is there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, like they're pitting us against each other. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, just to bump our prices. Mm. Uh, I, you, I'm assuming you've been a private renter at some point. Yeah, I've been for years. Um, yeah. So I'm, as a teenager, we had landlords say they need to take it back for their son to move in. A few months later, see a to let sign out the front. Radiator is not working, mold, like mold growing behind it, no answer to emails. Landlord lives in another city, you know, landlord coming over unannounced. Yeah. Not giving that 24 hour notice. Mm. So I think, yeah, both on the legislation side and having those rights and empowering yourself and having kind of organization behind you, letting you kind of not just have a formal right that means nothing in reality, yeah. but to have the kind of confidence to push yourself forward and assert those rights. Yeah. It's really important thing across all of ACORN, you're seeing people, members who are having, seeing that change in their own lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we're all about. <laughs> like, yeah. But what is like one of the biggest, what, what do you think needs to happen to like start tackling some of these issues that like you've personally experienced yeah. and I'm sure we've seen so many members like have, have gone yeah. through? I think having this legislation and legislation it goes a lot further than this, is a good start. I think self-empowerment and organization is just completely necessary for it not just to be something that is a kind of formal thing that you have in, in theory, but not in practice. So I think more organization, both kind of on cases to empower people in the situations they're in, but continue to grow as a voice politically as well and put pressure on the way we're doing today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, actually great. Great point. Yeah, what have we been doing today? Yeah, who's come down? How many people are here? What have we been doing? And what are we trying to get out of it? Yeah, Sorry, so massive question. Yeah, so today uh, we are conducting a mass lobby. Mm -hmm. uh, so each, it's ACORN, but other renters groups around the country, some local ones, some kind of specific issue based, all sorts of renters organizations coming together and lobbying our politicians, our local MPs, to firstly, we've had a bill making a few promises that's been in, on standby, frozen for years. What we keep hearing is from politicians is we'll wait until there's parliamentary time. But years and years have gone by while they've been saying that. Meanwhile, we see our members and other tenants around the country whose lives have been shaken up and turned upside down by it. So firstly, we're demanding that this legislation comes in as soon as possible. And secondly, demanding is that some thought is given, some thought is given to the ways that people might try and circumvent it. So the, one of the key things we're asking for is for Section 21 evictions, mm. which no fault evictions to be banned. Mm. That is something that government promised to do for years. Our concern is that landlords will try and slip around that by doing other kind of evictions. So things like putting the rent up by a massive amount. You know, we see members having 20, 30% rent 
rent increases, which is a kind of an informal eviction. Um, if you can't afford that increase, that's you, that's, that's gone. We've seen in other areas where actually, say in Scotland, where Section 21 has been banned is those kind of loopholes, like claiming you need it back yeah, yeah. for yourself, your family, you want to sell it, and then it's on the market again with a higher value straight after. Mm -hmm. So what we need is getting those loopholes shut and, and just to have, see this bill through. They've been promising and kicking a can down the road for years. Yeah, yeah, nearly four years that this has been <laughs> promised and it's been a long time coming even before that, hasn't it? Because, yeah, and, and especially over the last 10, 15 years, we've really seen like the hou a housing crisis like just continue. I feel like my whole adult life, we've been in a housing crisis. <laughs> yeah. So it's so long overdue, isn't it? Obviously, we've had like a lot of people come down from so many different places today. Like, just how's that, how's that felt like? How's it felt to like be here with like so many people from across the country working together to try and get this thing done finally? It feels great. I think having everyone down today from such a wide range of places, so many people, I think really shows the impression that for a long time, I think government has felt like it could ignore private renters and social renters as well. And really felt like kind of lack of political voice. They're so kind of under the under the thumb of the landlord lobby. And even recently we're seeing language from, you know, Tory ministers who you would never expect it. suddenly you hear language of power imbalance needs to be sorted out. Which yeah. obviously they're they're dragging their feet the whole time. Yeah. But it shows that I think the narrative is changing and renters are making themselves heard. And being here today feels like you're really part of that. Yeah. And kind of making ourselves ignorable when people have been ignored for such a long time. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, it's been one of the like biggest actions of private renters ever. Yeah. <laughs> As <admit>. yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. And it's, yeah, so good to see all these groups here and especially seeing like, I feel like there's been a lot of, lot of acorn people here. You like, see a lot. It's amazing that we can, we can bring that to bear. Like, yeah. See a lot of red shirts. Yeah, making ourselves heard here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you did you do any lobbying today? So I went in and my MP didn't show up. Oh, um, yeah, we had a lot of no shows. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's an issue of a local MP who just isn't that engaged, stepping down soon, and kind of fix it. They can clock out. So I think following up this. As a local group, we're going to be following up and trying to get that contact in other ways. That's brilliant. Okay, quickly, last question then, I think. So why, why has it taken so long for, you know, private renters to have their interests even considered in Parliament? What's ACORN's role in that? And how do we sort of change that power imbalance? Yeah, sure. So. I think the first thing is there's always a massive association between power and land. And I think in this country, there's a really embedded influence of the landlord lobby. And, you know, even in political decision making, the majority of MPs are landlords and kind of landlords' power are just so tied up that it's a really entrenched lobby. And I think. Historically, compared to a lot of places, Britain hasn't had a massive private rental sector, and it's been seen as quite a marginal thing. 
So I think as it's grown in recent years, the last 10, 15 years, that numbers is starting to grow. And more and more you kind of see in private rental sector as where a lot of the worst conditions in housing are going on. As the scale of kind of private renting increases, seeing more and more people in really unacceptable, kind of unhealthy, overly expensive living conditions. And especially as, yeah, as rent is chewing through the roof, I think people have had enough. And with kind of organizations like Acorn, it's making sure it's not just numbers growing, but we're making ourselves heard. And yeah, so I think, yeah, Acorn's role in that is bringing us together as a group, making us realize that we have this shared interest. And this is something that is political and it's something that we can empower ourselves. And as a union, yeah, we can put our foot down and say we're not accepting any more of it. Yeah, that's something that's been very clear from from today. Private renters have absolutely had enough of the way things are and we, we're going to get it changed. Next up, we've got Liz from Haringey. So, yeah, I'm Liz. I'm the membership officer of Acorn Haringey. I've been a member for about a year. I joined up because I'm like just sick and tired of being so powerless, of knowing that if I ask for like basic repairs, then I could have a retaliation eviction. It's far too easy for them to do that. And so it just knowing that is enough to make you put up with so many things that really affect like your quality of life. Um, just basic things like having hot water not working, having radiators not working, and yeah, just feeling powerless to do anything about that. The paramount at the moment is just, it's so out of whack. So yeah, this I think this bill would really help to address that. There needs to be more done. We need to make sure we're closing up loopholes. Because as we've seen, they've got rid of Section 21 in Scotland and they're, they're using other loopholes to get around that. Like saying they're moving in mem family members and then they move it in and like two months later, they're putting it, the property back on. So yeah, it's, it's really about making sure that landlords know that these are people's lives that they're you know, in control of at the moment. It's not just some easy way to make money, it's actual people's well-being, and it's a big responsibility and they should have you know, some kind of accountability on that and know that, yeah, it's an important thing that they're in charge of. It shouldn't just be taken lightly, it shouldn't just be a money-making scheme, it should be something that is a real privilege to do and they understand that they will be made to make sure that their their tenants' rights and their tenants' needs are at the forefront of their mind and not making profit the easiest and like cheapest way possible. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point, isn't it? At the moment, like we have a housing system, it's not run for well-being or the provision of shelter, it is run to make people money. Mm. And those are the people that are like, you know, a lot of politicians our landlords aren't they they have that vested interest yeah. yeah exactly it's the most vulnerable people that they really need protecting and there's just not enough there to, to help them with that you know they even if they know their rights you know they might have like things that their landlords are doing that are illegal but they don't have access to lawyers so something like some way to help people get that yeah, funding for tenants so that they have like legal aid for example would just massively help and make landlords really think twice about breaking the laws and ignoring the rights. Mm. That's really good, yeah. Like what do you, so what do we, what do we stand to win then? Like if we get this bill passed through, like what are the key things that ACORN's demanding 
and the Renderers Reform Coalition from this bill and what will that mean for, you know, the average person, private renters in the UK? Well, we want them to make sure that landlords are held accountable, so putting them on a register, making sure that, you know, if you're a landlord, you're registered, making sure that there's regulations on safe housing so that there is illegal to have, like, damage onto the house and damp in there and they can be charged for that sort of thing. Actual repercussions for not meeting their obligations and a way for the public to keep track of that. And I think it will just, it will help with the housing crisis. It will help with the mental health crisis because so much, you know, mental health problems are caused by this of instability of people feeling like, you know, they have to put up with the worst conditions, otherwise they'll lose their home. So yeah, I think it will, it will change a lot for renters at the moment to make sure that they actually have, yeah, the safety and the stability that it's just a basic thing that everybody should have, really. I mean, it's not rocket science. <laughs> yeah. If you're selling your house, but you're renting a house out, then it should be a house that should be livable, really. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And at the moment, yeah, we've all got stories of like, how much landlords can get away with mm. at the moment, like under the current rules, you know even though a lot of times, even when like there are some sort of legal frameworks mm -hmm. to sort of say there is a standard that you have to have at home, even like with HMOs, for example, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of regulations around that. But I know we've got a member's defense case at the moment in Oxford where despite like an actual mandate from the HMO, like licensing team, mm -hmm. there's still repairs that haven't been done and people yeah. are living in really dangerous conditions. So it's not, we know the law isn't strong enough at the moment. Like. What, what's the, have you had like as a private renter, like is there any like thing you'd like to share like you've experienced like while you've been private renting that sort of shows the need for this, this legislation? Well, yeah, so part of the legislation is capping how much they can like raise the rents. We want to make sure that they can't just, you know, raise it an arbitrary amount because they want to make extra money on it. So my landlord raised our rent recently 20%, which is, it's higher than inflation and so was, how much was that a month that it went up by it went up an extra 300 pounds a month so <laughs> yeah and i went to talk to him and said look you know this is unaffordable for me and i was given a story about oh how he's struggling as well uh, and i live opposite a bank that like got closed and was being sold off and about a week after this conversation a little banner went up of his letting agency saying that you know it was now a new let so he was taking that money and just basically to buy more properties. I know our rent is paying for their you, mortgages. He gave you a sob story. Yeah, he gave me his sob story and I saw through that, you know, <laughs> it was just, it just made me so angry. It's like, for him, it's a money-making scheme, but for us, it's where we live, you know, it's so much of our money goes on, like just affording somewhere to live and it's outrageous. Mm. Yeah, how, how much is it of your like monthly wage, do you think, just goes straight to you know, rent and bills. It's 60%. 60%? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, in, you're in London as well, and I know the situation is really similar in Oxford in terms of, like, the way, the where the rents are compared to the average wages in the country. It's like, mm. it is absolutely terrible, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is, you know, there's, this is why loads of us are here today, isn't it? Like, how are we going to, how do, how do we, you know, leverage the fact that there's there is so many of us 13 million private renters in this country we've got nearly 8,000 acorn members like how are we using that to get this pushed through parliament so that 
things the playing the playing field's leveled a little bit. I think it's just showing up in numbers, getting as many other people in the unions as well. Like people are wising up to the fact that you need a union for the workplace, but you're not protected outside the workplace. And that's where like renters unions and ACOR and community unions can step in and then help to band together in unity and use our like force of numbers. Really it's about shaming landlords as well, you know, making sure that they know if they are going to not meet up their obligations, well, we're going to turn up and we're going to make a, a big noise about it. And we're going to make sure that everybody knows and that we know our rights. And yeah, that, that really makes them like think twice because I mean, they care about their profits, right? But if people start to know that they're like very bad landlords, then people stop joining up with them. So the, it's a really good leverage that we have. We can hit them in their reputation. And at the end of the day, like we're asking for, you know, just what's right. It's like what's morally right. And it's indefensible what they do. I think that's really important part of it. Just standing up for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our strength's in our numbers, isn't it? It is, and yeah. And like, we need to get out there and vote. Yeah. And make sure yeah, that we yeah. know, you know, you need to make this a top priority because we're watching you. <laughs> and if you want our votes, yeah. then you're going to have to show that you're on our side. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Like, what have you been doing today as part of the Renters Reform Coalition on our, like, day of action? What have you done today and what have we been doing to, to, to push that through today and to, to push Parliament to enact that force? So we went and had a little chat with David Lammy, who's my MP for Tottenham. He came and, yeah, we had a talk to him about Section 21, about all the changes that we need to get pushed through for this rent reform bill. I think he, he was actually quite surprised by a lot of the stuff he's saying. Like, he didn't realise, you know, about how in Scotland they put in the Section 21, but the, the loopholes have just made it basically a lot of words on paper that is ineffective. So, yeah, we had a really good conversation with him, and he's going to write to the Secretary of State about that because he said he does foreign affairs. So he's like, oh, it's not really my remit. <laughs> But we've got a commitment for him to like put pressure on his colleagues and yeah, just make sure that people know that this really needs to get done. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and that's so crazy, isn't it? Like, we've got an MP. Mm. He's an elected representative mm. of a massive part of London where private renting is a major issue, isn't it? Like, there's a lot of private renters in Tottenham. Yes. The rents are sky high and yeah. a lot of the properties are in terrible condition. And like, this mm. guy's just like, Barely, barely aware of it. Yeah, it's not his priority because, you know, if we hadn't done this day to day, I don't think he would have been aware of any of it because he said he's done foreign affairs and that's like where all his energy is going. So I think these days are really important for bringing home to them the stuff that actually matters to their constituents and making sure that they, yeah, really just take their obligation to their people seriously and hear what we have to say about it. It's been great hearing from everyone today. Every private renter has a story about the conditions they've had to put up with and that we hope this new law will go some way to improving. So it's been amazing to see so many ACOR members from around the country turn up to play their part and make that happen. In the meantime, we'll be fighting and winning for our members every day. Even as this day of action took place here in London, our members were out resisting an eviction in Bristol that would have made one of our members homeless. But not today. Thanks for listening wherever you are. Keep fighting. We've got a world to win.